Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi, Kate, and BP. Ooh, hello. <laughs> hello. I'm a ghost. <laughs> I was hoping you did that. <laughs> Hi. Today, we're going to be playing Phantom Inc., designed by Mary Flanagan and Max Seedman. The artist is Spring Yu, and it was published in 2020 by Resonim. The description. Renowned mediums are competing to figure out a secret object and prove they can connect with the world beyond. The first team to figure out the secret objective wins. Mechanics, party game, puzzle, and word game. Uh, The box art, Kate? It's a pretty simple cover. It's, um, I'd say, in line with uh, what we heard from the description, because it has like that. That nice. occultish background, astrology kind of yeah, cosmic thing. Like, I don't remember what a Ouija board comes in, but I think mm-hmm. it would be similar. Mm-hmm. That's what, the, when I look at this box, I get a Ouija board okay. box kind I of vibe. That up. Yeah. Okay. I do like the fountain from, pen. That True. is nice, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love good, fountain, good fountain pen. All right. Question mark and an eyeball. Uh, based on this, would you pull it off a shelf, Kate? I think so. Yeah. Um, I like a good uh, word game. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. And the reason is party games. There are a lot of party games. Most of them are bad. Now, there's like ones like Decrypto, which just kind of sounds like code names that are very good, but they're like the rarities. So I would have to research before I ever pick. Well, I don't know the box would capture my, it might capture my attention. I don't know. Based on the box art, I'd be interested maybe. I actually know because this is ink and I'd bet it was a roll and write and I would not pick it up. Mm. (laughs) Um, But then I would definitely like, before I like played it, I would definitely like look this up and be like, is this a good party game or is this some Kickstarter trash? Speaking of Kickstarter, I did back it. So my answer would be yes, I would pick it up off the shelf. Uh, Obviously I've read the rules. Uh, and I've, I saw like the video and stuff and I liked the idea of it. And we don't really have any games kind of like this. I think even our version of Codenames, we have Codenames Duet. So we don't even have like a big version of Codenames to play in like a party. Not that we have friends that come over. I was going to say, I'm surprised yeah. you did this because yeah. it is a team game. But there's been some times where like BP has been like, hey, we're going to do a thing and we want to bring a board game. And it's like, I look at my collection and I don't really have anything. Like the only thing I've really taken to play in big groups has been Dixit, Mm -hmm. which is a good, like lots of people playing, but I wanted something that I could then, you know, that was a little bit smaller and could bring and hopefully have like that party game and fun vibe. Yeah. So I, yeah, we have a few of them. So yeah. I'm going to be with Eric on this. The idea of just party game is going to be, Maybe not. Um, I'm not especially drawn to word games either. Like I never, uh, when our neighbor came and saw all of the game boards, uh, she started talking about how she'd bought a fancy Scrabble board for her kid and how much he loved Scrabble. And I'm like, it's not my now, word jam. I'm not, I'm not getting this as a word game though, like a actual Scrabble type of word game. I'm getting yeah. more of like a decrypto solving clue messaging mm. kind of thing. So maybe. But that yeah. kind of goes into uh, uh, how do we think it's played? Um, so I do not think it is a word game. <laughs> what okay. do you guys got? We got party game puzzles, word game, 
I mean, so is it's not like the drawing one, pictogram or whatever that dictionary illustrations. Yeah. <laughs> that would all, yeah. Illustrations is just a better version of picture yeah. dictionary. <laughs> so yeah, th- those are the things I think of. Like, no, it, I think of. I'm guessing this sounds like based on the description, it's in the realm of a code names or a decrypto. So I'm guessing there's going to be, and I, I kind of get Mysterium mixed in there. See Mysterium, which we played be, a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. recently. Um, and so I'm kind of thinking maybe like you get some sort of like abstract clues that's more like, ooh, what could it be? <laughs> and then you're trying to guess like what their keyword is. So probably similar to like code names where you're trying to guess a specific keyword, but uh, you're probably going to have like a selection grid or something. There's probably going to be a bunch of choices you can choose from. And then you're aiming for a specific one, but they have to give these like weird ghostly clues. Yeah, that would be the puzzle. You have to bit. say the clue like that. If you do not use ghost voice for this game, I'm leaving. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of ghost voice, you guys ready for the history? Sure. Yeah. You seem pleased with yourself. Yeah. Okay. So when I heard Phantom Inc., I immediately thought of ghost riders pause before you say anything else i thought of the ghost train in final fantasy <laughs> okay. oh, the phantom one. train the one okay. you kill with a phoenix down yeah, yeah you can also suplex it naturally <laughs> as one does with trains <laughs> um and so one of the one of my wait hold on kate what do you think <laughs> oh with phantom ink yeah mm-hmm. at the moment ouija board but yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I went with Ghost Riders and Hold on. The like PBS television yeah, show Ghost yeah. Rider? That one? Oh no. Oh, because that's oh, what I'm I think. So yeah. Disappointed yeah. Now. <laughs> that's what I was like. Come on, guys, I want to hear about Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You ever heard about Ghost Rider? <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> I was right. just thinking No, you tell you tell your history and then at the end we'll tell you what Ghost Rider is. Okay, well I was Ghost Riders and one of her favorite authors of all times actually has been accused of using Ghost Riders in some of his works. And so uh this is Alexander Dumas. And so I'm just going to go very briefly on Alexandre Dumas, but I'm already getting so excited. He is such a character. If you are unfamiliar with his name, you are familiar with his works. Everybody is. The Three Musketeers, The Count of Monte Cristo, all of those great, fantastical, epic adventures uh, that were historical novels written in the 19th century when he was writing. It's also great. Not only is he French, but... um, he was also of African descent uh, and of mixed ancestry. And so he's also one of these great authors we have. That's a very early representation uh, of representation of right the whole Atlantic system. Um, his history, in fact, in general, is pretty fantastic. His father was a great general, uh, but got on the bad side of Napoleon Bonaparte. So, I mean, his lifetime really mirrors some really fantastical things in Western civilization. So Alexander Dumas' grandfather himself was the plantation owner. Uh, and then, of course, his great his grandmother was uh, the slave and uh, his father his grandfather had recognized and uh, freed and sent to a military academy. And so General Thomas Alexander Dumas rose through the ranks. Uh, the French Revolution came about that time, and he was very instrumental. He even traveled with Napoleon on his Egyptian campaigns, uh, but was also kind of critical of Napoleon. So then when Napoleon rose to power, his father kind of um, 
was on the outs. Uh, Both were pretty frequent in some of the subsequent revolutions that would take place in the early 19th century in France, Um, so much so that Alexandre Dumas, uh, who's actually known as Alexandre Dumas uh, le Père, because his son then became Alexandre Dumas le Fille, who also became a favorite, a famous playwright. But Alexandre Dumas, of the fame that we know, uh, got his rise in literary works through newspaper writing, a little bit of his own ghost writing. And then uh, around the 1840s through 1860s is when he really uh, wrote much of his famous works. And um, he lived a very lavish lifestyle because his works became so famous. He actually even helped catalog much of what was taking place as Italy was Uh, unifying during the 1860s. He was a big fan of those actions. And um, apparently there are stories of him sitting out in boats, writing about the events while drinking loads and gobs of champagne. But um, he was taken to court in, let me see if I can find the exact date off the top of my head. Um, Oh, gosh, Uh, I'm not going to find the date uh, very quickly enough. But he was taken to court uh, by one of his writers, I want to say in the 1840s, but it was obviously during some of his hype, um, who wanted specifically to have uh, recognition for, as it was, quote, written as a collaborator um, and a raise in his... um, in his salary, because he, he was paying, right, his ghostwriters. Uh, but uh, so there's like some discrepancy among modern scholars about how much work was actually Alexander Dumas and how much was, right, these quote unquote collaborators that were also helping produce some of his works because he produced a lot of really great things. And then this fit also so well when I thought about it, because uh, the box art actually... Um, the image says, right, the word game of unfinished business, and then, right, like kind of the double S at the end are almost missing. Alexander Dumas himself, when he passed away, there were some unfinished works. And in the 1990s, um, a man who started working on his uh, biography of Alexander Dumas actually came across um, some of the un- unfinished works. And has gone through now in the early uh, the early aughts and finished them off with help from the family and has had these published. And so I'm like super stoked. I just found this out. I'm a big fan, so I'm hoping to get back into all of those. Also, Alexander Dumas is buried in the Pantheon, which is where like all of French cultural heroes are buried. Voltaire, for instance. I didn't realize the business part on the thing, how it's not finished. Mm-hmm. And then it just made me think of the castle. Ah, <laughs> like if he was dying, he wouldn't write. Ah, he would just say, ah, it's uh, a great movie. So the ghostwriter that we were thinking of <laughs> was a show uh, on yeah, PBS. Cause you guys were not as excited about Alexander uh, yeah, Dumas no, as I was. Mid nineties, 1992, 1992, okay. for three seasons. Uh, and it was basically like this ghost that would, like pick up letters and like set the letters out for kids. And then the kids would like solve mysteries. Yeah. And so the ghost was like helping them solve these mysteries, but it was like really 
bad animated. It was like a circle, just a dot mm-hmm. that would like fling across the screen and like grab letters and like yeah. put them out. So that's what we were thinking. So the history of the three seasons of Ghost Rider also would have been acceptable. Uh, so most of us are going to be mediums working to prove that we are the best connection to the spirit world, but communicating with a spirit to get the name or by communicating with a spirit to get the name of an object. We will work as teams with one player acting as the spirit and the rest of the team acting as mediums. The spirits will both be working with the same object and the first team to guess the object wins. The teams are called the sun and the moon team. And there's play sheets that will be handed uh, to each face down. And the team who gets the sun sheet will go first. Uh, The way we've got it set up right now, based on our seating that we currently have, uh, the moon team will be BP and Kate. uh, And the sun team who will go first will be Eric and uh, Why do you guys get to go first? Because it's just how I drew it on the board. Uh, And I just decided it's just now. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so on a team's turn, they have two options. They can ask a question or they can guess the object. If you want to ask the question, each team is going to have a hand of seven cards, and on those seven cards are going to be a question. Each card will have a question. So you're going to hand two of those questions to the spirit. The spirit will decide which of those questions to answer and discard the other card. Uh, the spirit, so the answer to the chosen question must, it's a question about the object. So you're going to answer it as if you're uh, trying to answer for the object. It can only contain letters and spaces, should be a language that all the players know, <laughs> uh, and cannot form any part of the object. So you can't use air or plane or deplaning if the object was airplane. So you can't have parts of the object in the word. Uh, the spirit will then slowly write down the clue, pausing after each letter and saying it out loud. When the medium thinks they know the word, they will call silencio to stop the spirit from writing. If they are mid-letter, they'll finish the letter. Uh, If the spirit reaches the end of the word and the mediums haven't called silencio, the spirit will write a period to show that the word is complete. Uh, The team then draws two new question cards and play goes to the other team. So that's if you want to ask a question. If you want to guess the object, yes. Can we just say silence? No, you have to say silencio in a ghost voice. Silencio. Okay. Okay. Just wondering. Uh, And if you want to guess the object, so one medium on the team will write a letter in the next space on the pad. If the letter is correct, the spirit will knock once on the table, and the medium writes the next letter. If the letter is incorrect, the spirit will put their fingers over their mouth, and the team ends. Uh, team turn ends. There's no penalty for being incorrect. You just waste a turn when you could have gotten a clue. Uh, there are three spaces on the, each of the boards that have an eyeball. Uh, before you do the clue, when you reach that space, you can choose one word on either team's board and ask to see the next letter of that clue. The spirit that added the clue to the board will add the letter. Then the team will either ask their spirit a question or guess the object. So the first team to guess the object is the winner. And that those are all the rules. Let's play. We just finished a game of Phantom Inc. To recap, Team Sun. Yeah, I was well, gonna it, say it, I makes, was, it makes sense on multiple accounts. I was gonna say Quirk. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Team Sun won two of two games. Team Moon won zero of two games. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. All right. I didn't really have a better way to put that. Uh, winning strategy, Team Sun. Uh, I don't know if we had a winning strategy. Just play 
fun questions and try to pick fun answers. Yeah, I was just trying to screw you over. <laughs> Which is weird because we're trying to work together. <laughs> yeah, but it was also funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you guys have a strategy? To feed each other words that would help us work together to guess things. Mm-hmm. To yeah. give each other questions that would help. Seems on brand. I will say like because, <laughs> because of Decrypto, I was thinking about like what could I answer or stop the letters of before it gave too much to the other team, mm-hmm. um, which will make sense when we play Decrypto. But yeah, but other than that, yeah. Was- before we started playing, I actually thought that we also like we chose the question and then we would have to start to answer it and the mm. other person would stop us. So when I was first trying to pick questions that like I could answer. <laughs> When you didn't know what the goal was. That would would be a hilarious game, too. Yeah. Uh, What did you think of the theme, Kate? Did you feel like you were a medium trying to solve ghost word? Did you feel like you were in Ghost Rider? No. No. (laughs) Did you? No. No. I also didn't feel like I was in Ghost Rider. She seems so disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, it's a word puzzle game. Yeah. Yeah, I I think you could have put a lot of different I don't know if you could put themes on it, but phrase it however you want to. I, I think the best, the theme works mostly with the title, yeah. the Phantom Inc. So the original name was actually uh, Ghost Rider, but then they realized that there were some copyright violations. <laughs> so they had to change it. The the uh, The Kickstarter update, when they talked about it, they were like super sad about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, we had to change it. But I actually think that this is a much better name mm-hmm. uh, for what like theme that they're trying to go for. Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, because it goes with the whole knocking too. If I mean, I don't know if they worked that in after they had to change it, but it definitely works with the the medium. But I mean, you could also just been yes, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't need to do knocking and shushing and you know, all that stuff. Silencio, silencio, silencio. <laughs> yeah, it was way more fun that way, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a good. It's it's a theme on top of a game that mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that yeah. doesn't necessarily need a theme, but you yeah. can add more fun to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, table presence. So I, I honestly don't think there would be a lot because mm-hmm. the player boards themselves, like we did it on a dry erase board, so we could like do it a lot bigger. I think if we did it in the future, not lay it down on the table, but like put it up against something so that everybody could write uh, more easily. Um, but I think even if you were doing the the player boards, because the player boards fit in this box, which is a pretty small box. Yeah, it's so it's fairly small. And then it's just simple card play. Mm-hmm. I don't think there would be a lot of table presence, like stuff on the table. Uh, I think it would be mostly like people, you know, somebody shouting silencio and, mm-hmm. you know, somebody writing and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So And knocking. Yeah. Yep. I think for a party game that could be like larger teams than what we played with, like you would oh, want a bigger chaos. Yeah. You'd want like a Pictionary style, like easel or something. Yeah. And that's why I went with the dry erase. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mechanics Kiwi. Did, did you mechanically think, um, ghost? No, I, I well, so it's puzzle, puzzle, uh, party game, mm-hmm. um, word game. word game, which I mean, it fits all of mm-hmm. those things. I, I don't think it's anything crazy. I think the, the cards are kind of fun because you only get seven. And so, and I might have to look in the rule book. There might be a way, like if you don't like those seven, you might be able to like once a turn, once a game, get rid of all seven and draw new seven new ones. But I think the idea of there's seven cards, there might be two questions where you think, you know, okay, I think these are really good questions, but I don't want to do them together because then one's going to get discarded. So I'm going to save one. Mm -hmm. So I definitely did that like once or Mm -hmm. twice where it was like, 
I think this might be an easier, not knowing what the object is, mm-hmm. it might be easier. And then the medium or the spirit then having to go like, I don't have an answer for either one of these. Yeah. So I'm just going to have to try my best. Yeah. 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 No, the cards were a diff- like, I feel like an interesting aspect because when you were in that spot to play it, you really could like be like, do I ask two similar questions to, you know, have that more focused aspect or do I go in, you know, completely two different directions because then it gives the spirit so much more freedom, you know, on what's going to help tell me what I want to know. Yeah. And now that I'm saying it in that effect, like I feel like if you were a medium at a seance trying to, you know, even Ouija board style, like you would, you would want to right be asking maybe the, you know, either very similar questions. So they're going, you're getting them to navigate in a direction. Like if you think you kind of know what it is or ask completely opposite. So you can. Yeah. And I wonder if a strategy yeah. might be like, try to go for longer words. Like if you can have words mm-hmm. that are really long mm-hmm. and in the hopes that like your partner will get it or your team will get it sooner but throw off the other team. Well, they kind of did know. that with the word yeah. mo- uh, monotone. Is that what yeah. you're going yeah, for? And I was like, oh, yeah. monorail? Yeah. <laughs> monorail. <laughs> I was like, what monorail? monorail? Yeah. Someone say monorail? <laughs> one challenge to this one maybe is spelling, which I guess oh, is more yes. of the word game <laughs> side. We're like, this would be a little bit harder for maybe like family or non-native English speakers. Well, that's why I'm, it says mm-hmm. a language that everybody speaks. So like if you, everybody speaks Spanish, you could do everything in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we've talked about this with like, class stuff or like mm-hmm. when I took things to work and I have a lot of like um, non-native ESL, yeah, yeah ESL or whatever the other term is like I'm thinking my personal case like I've ta- I was worried about taking code names in because mm-hmm. I was like well is this is gonna mm-hmm. be fun for them and like this game I probably wouldn't because right. yeah. it would be even more stress on them but code names worked out but this would be even more I'll difficult. be honest poison was one of mine and I wrote POI and then immediately went oh shit is I first or first? <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah I mean, especially I think in our modern age, could we are so used to relying on like autocorrect mm-hmm. or write our whatever software we're using to write on to tell us how to spell things correctly. I mean, we can't guarantee that every every spirit knows how to spell. It's so true. It just adds to the <laughs> that challenge. is true. Yeah. Uh, rules, Kate. How was it learning the game? It was pretty good once I figured out that I didn't have to answer and ask a question at the same time. You're just gonna play it was solo much mode. easier this way. Um, yeah, I think I see. I, I I don't like the eyeball thing. Still trips me up. Like, why did so the moon gets the first eyeball because they go second, go second, so that gives them the advantage. Because usually you're going to want to use that eyeball on the other team. Because in theory, you should know the words on your side. And you wouldn't want to reveal them more to the other team. Or guess the object. Yeah. I got it. So the summary of this section is apparently rules were challenging. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rule book, Kiwi? I mean, it's literally a one sheet folded in half. So it's pretty simple. Um, I actually uh, got to play test this one. before it went on Kickstarter, so the remote playtest group, uh, playing it on uh, tabletop simulator. And so, like, as soon as I played it, it, it was a much larger group of people. I think we had, like, three people on a team and then, the, and then the spirit. So we had eight people playing all at once and then the people running the game. So it was uh, a lot more hectic because there was a lot more people and everybody was trying to decide, like, which card all togethers to use and all that kind of stuff. So. 
And then anybody can shout silencio. Mm-hmm. So you can have one person out of three and it's just like the other two people are just like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, player interaction. No, not much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's a party game. <laughs> There's not player interaction. Um, it's not a party game probably. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. It's guessing and figuring things out. All that good stuff. Would you play it again? BP. I actually would. It was fun. <laughs> Eric, uh, for our listening audience, just made the weirdest face at me. Of the I actually would. <laughs> um, well, because I went into this, like, not really a fan of, like, the games prior to this, like, Pictionary or, like, things like that, you know. Um, but I remember now, too, kind of as a kid, like, charades is kind of fun. So, I mean, I guess they're kind of, they are kind of fun. Like, and they're better than what I think of when I think of party games like you go to target and they're like these party games like that just don't seem as well thought out Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. yeah no it was fun i i think the again the asking the questions and as we did once we you know were done with that round and just being like oh these were the cards that i had choices of like it was really fun to see all the decisions that went into every single step yeah uh yeah i would um it, it's a good, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of Decrypto, which is probably why I wouldn't add it. Um, they're different, but similar, I guess. Um, but yeah, it like falls into that. Like, Hey, it's a party game is like a, I feel like a bad connotation to it. Maybe mm-hmm. where you think about like stupid games, like cards against humanity or mm-hmm. whatever that aren't even games. Um, but yeah, this is like a, a well thought out game that doesn't, if it doesn't rely on a judge, it's better than like 90% of them out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would play it again. I would actually want to play it in a, in a much larger group as well. I think that would be really fun. Cause you add the hecticness of that. You're going to regret that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think instead of having the spirit agree on a word, I think I would just automatically default to the spirits draw a card and roll a die. And Agreed. that's the word mm-hmm. they get. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what I would default to. Yeah. With a veto, maybe if they don't. Yeah, if it, if it's a word, word. like yeah, because I think one of our options was like chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> it's like maybe we don't want chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you roll a die, you get a veto, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I would also play it again. Um, yeah, I we jokingly said that about playing it with a larger group, but I, I would like to play it with a larger group. Um, I think that'll be fun, and. Um, yeah, I think also like to crypto, like the way that like both teams are working on the same word. Mm-hmm. That's a cool element. Yeah. Like that. So, it's yeah. definitely a less like complex thing to crypto. So it would mm-hmm. be good to fit into like the maybe a a less gamey group. The crypto is yeah. like a more like board game oriented crowd. Yeah. But yeah, this is kind of fits more like code names ground of like pretty much pull it out and play with anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the length too. Like we played two yeah. games in 26 minutes. Mm-hmm. And everybody was able to play both roles. Um, so, yeah, it's fast. You could play a whole bunch in, in a row, and then everybody kind of gets into game night, and then you go on to do whatever it is you're going to do next. Yep. I think it fills that niche, like, pretty good. Or, yeah. or end night. End we night, used yeah. to end with Every, code names. Yeah. yeah. Kind of wind down, yeah. That, yeah, that's a good point, too. But it's yeah. easy to adjust it to any time length because you could just play yeah. Yeah, exactly. what we did, or you could play it for a little while. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. That was uh, Phantom Inc. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any uh, recommendations or any other sort of comments you would like to send our way, you can do so via email at firstturntabletop at gmail. And we're at the Instagram and Twitter's at First Turn Guest. Uh, what is the podcast? Oh, the podcast camel. It's channeling the spirit. R. Oh. Oh, wait. He messed up. <laughs> camel can't spell either. <laughs> camel can't spell. I was like, is she going to spell out the whole ending of our podcast? <laughs> I was like, oh, God, we're going to be here forever. <laughs> we're going to be the spirits by the end of this. <laughs> So our phantom podcasting camel says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. Poor camel's finally dead. <laughs> All the situations she put it in, it's now a phantom. She finally killed it. Hold on, what was he spelling? Yeah. <laughs> we look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> he started with R-O. He started with an R-O. Was he playing rate? Or... <laughs> I, I was going to say robot, but then I was like, <laughs> what? Robot's not even in the thing. <laughs> I know. Radio broadcaster. Hello. How does that go again? Hello. Oh crap, are you recording? <laughs> what does it taste like? Tastes like apples. Mm. What's dangerous about it? Poison.